0: what's good y'all welcome to another episode of the muscle hustle podcast make sure to follow us at the muscle hustle podcast on ig i appreciate y'all for tuning in i wanted to piggyback on another episode with my homie um, and really just kind of get a little bit more in tune A little bit more uh, in depth for him a little bit um, Solo, Mr. Solo Ward What's right? up, what's up, what's up Like a savage, you know what I mean no, um, Appreciate you sticking through um, I really just wanted to chop it up with you, you know You're my homie Really just wanted to kinda of get a little bit more in depth with you. You know, yeah. we kinda of keep things I mean, we don't we don't keep it as surfaced as what people think, but for the most True. part, we're not always clowning. Uh True. we 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 definitely make sure we keep in touch with each other. Oh, we, yeah. um spiritually, mentally, everything, you know what I mean? And so I kinda of wanted that to resonate towards the audience and kinda of let them know a little bit more about you. Yeah. Um, you the person mr solomon ward the government official the government official okay oh my okay? <laughs> god oh but um for the most part uh you're born in louisiana right mm-hmm. what, what what's the
1: small town um northeast corner of louisiana called named rayville louisiana
0: okay and how far is that from like baton rouge? Six, oh i
1: was about to say from houston is six and a half hours from baton rouge it's about a good five.
0: What's the um main popular spot in Louisiana that everybody knows of for like Mardi Gras stuff? Or something oh,
1: like? talking about what's the main popular spot? Yeah, like Mardi Gras.
0: Mar- yeah, but what's that? What's that area called?
1: Uh, that's New Orleans.
0: New Orleans. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how far is that from New Orleans? Ooh, about, about five and a half. So it's yeah. just a, so yeah, Louisiana it, yeah. is just as big as like. Texas, in a sense, or probably like a part in a, of Texas. In, a, in a sense,
1: depending on routes you go and stuff like that. But yeah, it's 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 a pretty it's a pretty good distance apart.
0: And growing up in that small town, uh, why are you looking tough. at me like that? Tough, really
1: tough. But tough. Tough.
0: what's tough? Because I mean, you know, for the most part, I'm from the tri state area, and what people resonate as tough is based off of what they see on TV. True. You know what I'm saying? True. I'm from Jersey. I'm from Newark. Everybody associates me for you from where? Newark. Okay, you tried it um everybody <laughs> <laughs> automatically puts that to me boosting costs, you know what I'm saying, Brick city, we you know for joy rides, um, we don't do that no more. We have day parties now, so like that, that's not what it's about, but for the most part, like, tell us a little bit about your small town like
1: so so my small town, um born in Rayville, Louisiana, there's a small town inside of Ravel. Ravel is like the place that everybody would know if you were from. Louisiana. Okay. But the biggest city next to me is Monroe, Louisiana. Okay. Okay. That's where Universal Louisiana Monroe is, stuff like that. So um, my small town, like the actual neighborhood is called Delco, Louisiana.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. So super is country and country. Yeah. Like country and country, like skin tone country. I'm saying. Okay. So black and white country, you know what I'm saying? So uh, my street is, um, probably about like the start of my street to where I live at and the little past probably like a mile long in that mile is nothing but black people on my street. Okay. Past my street is nothing but white people. Okay. In my area, if you go laterally across, all the way across is black people. If you go, um, I want to say, if you go east to west, black people, if you go north to south is white people. So it's really segregated. Very segregated. Okay. So, um, you know, Growing up in that area to the
0: point where like they not accepting
1: folks you, like it. What, what's crazy is growing up in that area I never really understood about around the world why racism was so strong like I got earlier and then I began to realize and remember like oh that's what was going on when I was little I see oh these things what was going on you know my great grandmother she passed away at uh, ninety nine years old she lived with us till you know she passed away and she would always tell me these stories because she was a slave so right. she had her slashes and all that on her back and stuff like that. so I actually got a chance to experience. A slave life you know i'm saying so um she had alzheimer's when she passed so she would recall a lot of moments and you know growing up in that area you never put one and one together when it comes to oh that's why they treated me that way i see but it never broke my character you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. It, it always uh it never broke my dad i saw my dad maybe get mad once or twice about a racist type thing but my dad handled his own handle his family so it, it, it wasn't no pressure on his side so yeah
0: and then when did you move to houston i moved
1: to houston like um
0: or texas for that matter because texas is big it yeah, texas houston.
1: is huge um seven years ago maybe seven eight years ago
0: okay so you were in louisiana the whole time uh, my whole life okay. whole life whole okay. life
1: um and then yeah moved here about seven seven eight years ago and still go back and forth between houston and louisiana as far as like like what brought you here uh, what brought me here was um, the last time I was completely standing in Louisiana, I had a roommate by the name of Dan Rue, Dancing Dan on Instagram. If y'all know him, he's on Wild and Out. It's the white guy on Wild Now Out with the big beard, Dancing Dan. Um, we were roomies back in the day.
0: That explains why you gravitate towards a lot of people that
1: dance. Yeah, th- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was my vibe for real. Dan, Dan held everything together. So... Um, we ended up going out one night, and after we went out, man, we went to IHOP, and it was me, Dan, and my other best friend named Marcel. We were all sitting at the table talking and laughing. I'm talking about cutting up. Um, Marcel dropped me and Dan off at my spot, and then Marcel left and went home, and then next morning woke up to everybody thinking we are, all, three of us was dead, because they saw a truck that looked like a truck that we were in, and they thought we were all dead. Come to find out it was my best friend, Marcel. So he went uh hit on collision with the pastor and killed both of them right there, Wow, so I literally was like you know what that's 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 one major sign get out, get out, so I left was in Houston for about um
0: you know anybody in Houston when you move
1: well i have i what's crazy is I have a lot of family in Houston really so okay family in Houston New York cali utah Jersey, Chicago, I have family all over the world, you know what I'm saying my great grandmother had thirteen kids fourteen. One of her kids had like twenty six kids. What well, she was after? But, huh? She's <laughs> like, cannot go ahead. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. No, but um, you know, um, left, left, left Louisiana, moved to Houston. Was in Houston for like a couple months. I'm like, you know what? I ain't doing this. You know, these people out here say door, I say dough. You know what I'm saying? We say four, they say four yeah. stuff like that. So um, ended up going back to Louisiana, and I was there for that weekend. And that weekend, we all ride motorcycles, and one of my buddies uh went off the side of the road and flipped and hit a tree. And the motorcycle came up behind him and hit him and cut his leg off. And we had to push his intestine, like his all, inside Jeez. back up in him. And I was like, you know what? I, I was like, this is a major sign that, look, either leave now or the result is your neck. So once I came back, I had a second time. I was like, you know what?
0: Just it's a wrap.
1: Say. It's a wrap. Yeah. I'm going to make it work. Whatever, whatever. It was just. You talk about signs. Yeah. Yeah. Major, signs. Major, major signs. signs. major signs. Major signs. Major.
0: And so since you've been here. Um, your focal point has really just been as far as career wise it's really just been training or how did you fall into this I mean it's it's more than a career in my in my perspective yeah. looking at from the outside in because you're a little bit more than just a trainer to a lot of people you know yeah. what I'm saying so yeah.
1: so I have a very broad background with it you know um, for one I never wanted to be a trainer
0: okay, <laughs> okay. just
1: like they tell me oh Solomon, I mean you have a uh, call in, in the church and on the pulpit I hate when they say that because I'm like man I don't want to be on the pulpit like that ain't my that ain't my vibe ain't my stilo you know what I'm saying ain't none of that but not realizing not realizing like you don't have to be in church to like you don't have to be in church on the pulpit to have a following to bless people to have a correct to to minister like you don't have to be there you can be in the gym facts so the church is not the actual building you know what I'm saying the church is the people and like you make up the church so in that sense you know um I have a broad background with who I am as far as like what led me to training. Um, And I didn't want to be a trainer. Honestly, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to train, try to get back to the league. And that's it. That's all I want to do. And um, the guy I mentioned earlier, Courtney Brooks, he was like, man, take this right here, what you're learning and give it back, you know, and um, ended up. You said,
0: "Training to get back to the league.
1: What league are you talking about? NFL. Okay. So yeah, I wanted to go to the league and uh, go back to the league, and you know, trying to dominate. Trying, just wanted to put my name out there. That's all I got left. And um, I ended up flipping it and becoming a trainer. And after I became a trainer, I was like, man, like this is this is this is way more like like this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Meet people, help people, people help you in bigger ways than you can even imagine, and just becoming out." I'm talking about to see a result from not only physically, but mentally see people grow as far as like your communities, but the black community as well, that was major to me. So I was like, man, you know what coordinate man, forget that, like let's do this. So that's what we did.
0: And so how long have you been training?
1: Ooh, I've been training for training people like I train now. Mm -hmm. It's only been about four or five years. But training someone or training someone, I'm going to say, it's been like eight. Okay. Eight or nine. And differentiate the two. So now at level one, I train multiple people.
0: Shout out to level one. Shout
1: out to level one. I train a lot of people, like a lot. Back in the day, I was more focused on training one or two people completely. Specific no no specifics. I just wanted to I love detail. Gotcha. So I wanted to literally if I Perfect. feel it the type of way, I want to see if they feel the type of way. Like like first like hand placement, turning hands, lifting the arm up, elbows up. I really wanted to like critique that to the maximum. Mm-hmm. Because I know if I can do that, that if this door was to open, there's no stopping. Like like we're going there in full force. Right. So that's why I'm always on YouTube. Like like I'm like, Coco, that door wide open right oh, like yeah, there. Like like and I and I feel up. it. Like it's it's a it's a different vibe. So when um when I not perfected, but when I became very acquainted with what I was doing, when when training one person, then I went up to two. And then after that, God was like, Look, it's your time. Just go do it. Just go and do it. And then Hassan came through and a couple more people, Beast Buns came right. through. You know my man's Hassan. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, Shout yeah. out to Hassan with yeah. SBM. So anytime you say Hawk, I'd be like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So you met Hassan and what you trained with him?
1: Yeah, so um my first show I did I was under Steven Marino, which was amazing, amazing, amazing coach. Um my, my first two shows I did under Steven Marino. After the wreck, I was planning on getting back into competing, right? Mm-hmm. So Hassan and Amber were like the first people that came to the hospital. Amber okay. I mean um Amber. First people that came to the hospital when they came to the hospital, even before the hospital, before the reg stuff like that, her son was always there, always in my pocket, always yeah. there, always there. He never let me go like a week without sending me some type of inspirational quote. So I was like, "Man, this pops for real." And so, um, and Amber was always always there helping me posing, helping me like pump up backstage stuff like that. She was always right there. So when they came to the hospital, I'm like, "Man, this is another sign." Like, you know, you know, like just gravitate. And just vibe with him because obviously Hassan is from, and he's in Houston. So mm-hmm. in that sense, I'm like, man, like he have to have a story.
0: Yeah,
1: Like, like there is no way he come from that far and not have a story.
0: So we're so, going to go back to Hassan. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about this wreck.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, with my wreck, it was March, I think like March the 15th. I forgot the year, 2015, 16, okay. somewhere around there. So recent, recent yeah um i'll ride a motorcycle with some buddies of mine one night and Your bike was riding oh zx10 kawasaki oh god shout out to kawasaki only the and best ducati only ducati. the best well whoa 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 i do like i look I like i do like the ducks just so y'all know i do like the ducks just so everybody know okay all right if if there's any other bike i would get it would be a ducati i ain't
0: had no business riding that shit
1: <laughs> beautiful, beautiful bike we're going to do it a photo is. shoot on a Ducati we're going to do a photo Lord. shoot on a okay anyway <laughs> <laughs> so we um, we link up one night and we go down Westheimer okay it's which is Galleria Galleria okay. okay go all the way down Westheimer pass pass the Galleria keep going toward the back toward Beltway like back back okay. not not toward the gym opposite away from the gym
0: got it okay you got to give me size. Get
1: <laughs> things on Google for me that's me that's me yeah. and so when um, when we got toward the back of um, Westheimer. We met up with this big crew, like, bike like crew. big bike crew. I'm talking gotcha. about, like, literally 60-plus bikes. I've only right? met
0: one out here, but is there a lot? There's oh a lot my, of bikers out oh here? Oh, my yeah, gosh. I,
1: Every Wednesday night, PP1. Old bike crew I was yeah. with.
0: We only came down here once with them. and yeah. But
1: y'all cut up, though. Y'all cut up on the things. Y'all mm. cut up. Y'all take a street <laughs> So, you know, we get on. We meet up with them, sit in the parking lot for a minute. Then we leave there and we go to I tenant Bunker Hill, which is over by like a Best Buy. And a, um, it's like a Home Depot, Lowe's, whatever that is over there. Because Texas 2K is in town. It's one of the biggest car meets car worldwide, car shows, 200,000 plus cars coming to Houston. It's coming up this March. They take over Houston. Like okay. they take over all the streets. Cool. It's major. My friend Fat Cat ran out of um, lane at the airport and they drag race the airport all day long. Oh wow. And then at night they take over the streets. So it's about 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. And we're leaving this parking lot, and we're getting on to I-10 to head deeper into Katy. Okay. Okay? So, Katy is west, I-10. I-10 west, headed deeper that way. Uh, When we get on, uh, me and one of my friends, we're up front leading the whole pack, and everybody staggered behind us. So, as we merge on I-10, we get over in the fast lane, and everybody else lining up. Boom, 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 boom. So, we speed up a little bit, go about... A fourth of a mile ahead of everybody just to break over and get in the slow lane so we can exit because exit he wants to make a U turn to come back to Houston. He wants to see cars and I want to see the Bugatti because they brought two Bugatti's to Houston that year. So as we're getting ready to exit, he raised up the visor and he's like, um, Hey man, let's make a U turn, take everybody back into Houston so we can meet up at a hotel so we can see all the cars. I'm like, Bet. He's like, I want to get this whole ride on my GoPro. I was like, Cool. So he reached over and turned the GoPro on and we are slowed down at this time we're going like 10 or 12 miles per hour because we we're talking across from each other okay and we can hear each other talk everybody behind us is breaking over Breaking up. yeah so um he turned his gopro on and he pulled his visor down he, he's like all right cool shift up to second gear he shift up to second gear and when he shift up the second like i can look through his visor and see his face his eyes are huge like massive so i'm like either something's coming or um or, or something's wrong with him, like one of them. And he was like, I remember before the wreck, he was telling me, he was like, Yeah, man, you know, he got from one of the fastest ZX10s in Houston. So I was like, I got the fast ZX10. Like, like that ain't no, like, that's this cap, you capping right now. So um, when I look in his helmet, his eyes are huge. And I'm like, I know you don't wanna race right now, like on this U turn. Like, no. Like you think he go, was yeah, like, yeah. trying to comfort you. Yeah, I'm okay. like, I'm, like, I'm like, like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, I can hear, something coming but I didn't know which way it was coming from so I can hear this bike like piercing by, like behind me like I'm talking about moving and next thing I know I was like well you know what don't move whoever it is they can either go around you or stay to the outside like you're good right when I pull my helmet down and I literally look down and watch my spin I'm gonna go from 57 to 62 I got hit boom right side boom when I got hit um the guy that hit me was on a motorcycle, too. So he tried to split between me and my best friend. He tried to split between the middle of us and go to the outside. When he tried to do that, it hit the right side of me.
0: He was in the crew? like he- Yeah, he was in
1: the crew. He was in the crew, broke through everybody, and came all the way up to the front and tried to swing in and swing back out to the fast lane.
0: That's definitely a no-go.
1: Definitely a no-go. Okay. So when he hit me, I dumped the bike down, and I, like, pushed myself off the bike when i push myself off i can look to like my right side and i'm literally flying and riding by my friend at the same time wow oh. and um i saw a bike go over me well, i saw something go over me i didn't know it was a bike at the time and i can feel myself going down to the ground i'm like crap like loosen up so when i loosened up and i hit the ground boom broke my visor like put a big dent in my helmet um i started like pushing myself back to help myself slow down and I started spinning around because I'm like, it's traffic behind me. I know it is. It's mm-hmm. doing livestock rodeo. So it's a lot of people on the highway.
0: The rodeo. Mm-hmm.
1: The rodeo. The, the, that's coming up. That's coming yeah. up. Yeah. So it's, it's major at like, at, at like 12 o'clock at night. Like everybody's getting out trying to go home. And, um, when everything finally stopped and the dust finally settled, I hop up to go find my bike, and I, when I jump up, I'm like, "Man, like my leg real stiff. Like it's not moving. Like my leg is just stiff. Like it feel like it's super hot." For all
0: that you still able to get up?
1: Yeah, I, I jumped up because I didn't, I didn't even know. You didn't
0: feel nothing.
1: It, it was like my leg was so hot. Like somebody took it and put it in a. I'm talking about a pot of just that's crazy burning water with like fire around. Like just sitting it in there. Jeez. And so. I'm like, man, like either a rod broke on my bike and went through my leg, or right. the chain snapped and hit the and back hit of my yeah. So I'm thinking you. all these things, and one of my other buddies run up and he look at me. and He's like, Hoo. and I'm like, bro, is something wrong?
0: Because so I see haven't see looked down yet. His reaction. And so
1: he was like, bro, I'm not going. He's like, I'm not. He's like, I'm not going to tell you. I was like, you can tell me because I mean, whatever it is, there's nothing I can do about it. We just got to either get me to the hospital or, or, or chill out one or the other. And he was like, he looked at me and he was like, bro, your leg gone. I was like, stop playing. Literally, I'm talking to him just like just this. Just like this. Just like this. I'm don't dead. even realize. To this day, he would tell you this. Day. I'm talking to him just like this. And so um, I looked down and my shoes gone and my pants are like torn, but they're not like, nothing, nothing's like crazy. And um I was like, I was like, bro, come take my helmet off real quick so I can um like look. Because my arm, when I try, when I tried to take my helmet off, my arm, my hand was like hitting my face no. because I broke my arm. And so he was like, bro, if I take your helmet off, like, you can die. And I was like, well, if I die, I was like, I promise I won't come on you. He was like, oh, are you good. So he came down, took the helmet off. When he took the helmet off, um, I Still looked down. Still making jokes in the midst of all this. All of Because I don't like when people be like, like panic. It's just, it's just a weird vibe. And so he took the helmet off and I finally looked down and I realized, I was like, man, my leg really is gone. And so we laughed and joked in the highway for like 15 minutes until the ambulance got there. And then once they got there, took me to the hospital, I was laughing and joking with all of them the whole time and got there. Um, I didn't have surgery. I was seven days in. All the doctors came back to the room was like, man, like like we really appreciate it. A lot of people be panicking right now. It was like, we don't I'd see like why to you're panicking. I'd
0: your pain tolerance yeah. is probably like <laughs> through the roof.
1: <laughs> it was, um, you know, it was, a, it was a crazy, wild experience. And
0: um, I, mean, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I wouldn't. I was I wouldn't. about to say, so in enduring that right the aftermath as well too how would you say that this actually shaped your life now
1: you, you know what's crazy is um I, I know that it wasn't for me at the time like the wreck went I, I didn't see it until like two years two or three years later i have a, a good 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 buddy of mine named xavier um he lives on in north houston me and ken were in pittsburgh at the pittsburgh pro and they called me and told me my boy X had a wreck and um when X had a wreck, he almost died. So it was like, it was a different, it was a different hit. But X would be at home practicing how to take a shower on one leg. So he was practicing for it before it even happened. He didn't even know, like, he was joking with me and joking to me about a lot of things that was going on. And he would, um, he'd be like, he'd be like, he'd be like, I'd be like, man, let's go, let's go out there and race car. He'd be like, nigga, let's race on feet. So I was like, I bet. So he would always keep me happy and joyous. Like, he never took it easy on me. Like, oh, bro, like, oh, we finna go out here, you know, go to Walmart. Man, we ain't taking you you in a wheelchair. Like, he's that type of person, like, he is just X, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So he never cut a corner, never took it easy on me. And for that, I, I respect him majorly because when he hit, when he had this wreck, he couldn't remember nobody until the day I walked in the hospital. He was in the hospital like three days until I made it back. Remember. He remembered me, like, literally, when I walked in, he looked over at me, and then he looked back, and he looked back in, he was like, man, that's the boy I need to see right there. And since then, he's been on Upscale. So I knew at the time my wreck was just for the people to see, but it was to pull him through when he had it.
0: You actually said something. I don't know exactly somewhere. I must have been on another show. But you had mentioned something. Quote me if I'm right. Or correct me if I'm wrong. Um, things that you endure. And you're just talking about yourself personally. The mm-hmm. Things that you endure is not necessarily for you, but it's actually for... Pre- preparation for others in yes. sense you said something yes. along that yes. statement
1: so it's like it's like my life is not my own like so i was saying that the things i go through in life i already know it's not for me so i'm the test dummy for that for that um for that error. to to because god know you can handle it same with you like if god know you can handle something he's gonna he's gonna like to like say he's not gonna put more on you than you can bear so if god know you can handle you know Waking up every day at five o'clock a.m., he's gonna allow you to be able to do that, conquer that, and master that, despite everything you've been through. So that the next little girl that's coming through who has problems with waking up at that time, when she just so happened to catch your story, she has no excuse to do it. No, no, no excuse not to wake up at Almost five. it's like a blueprint. So, so you're so KRS One. You know that it is yeah. You're so, so, playing so, with me right now. so, 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 <laughs> so, like. so I love to hear him like Nashley's talk. Outside of the microphone stuff like that, I love to hear him talk because he had put some in my brain a long time ago. He was saying like, if if we are the blueprint, then why are we losing?
0: Yeah, yeah, he did say that.
1: Why we like, why are we losing? Like, there's no if if I live my life to the fulfillment of you know where it needs to be and who I need to be. There's no there's no reason why I should lose. And the people, I meaning like that's a selfish term. Like I meaning me, but in reality. Man, there's so many kids from back at home that like watch me on a daily basis. Yeah. Everything I put out, my little cousin, they, they're on it. So if I be foolish and become foolish, that's them. Yeah. So, you know, I love where I'm from like heavily. So I'd be, I would be crazy to not be a light to my community. So that's what, that's They're what in here. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Same, same.
0: I feel that. So I feel that. Okay. So going through that, right? Going through that life change um, and being able to adapt and continue on and really just kind of truly be a testament to others, just going through what it is that you went through and shaping you the way it's done thus far, right? Moving forward, how are you able to translate that? You have a daughter, yeah, yeah, little nice. baby. Beautiful, baby. beautiful girl. Brinley nice. Ann. Brinley, how old is she? Seven. Seven. She
1: just called me and said, Daddy, you gonna come check me out today? <laughs> yes, baby, I got you. I got you, I got you.
0: That's what's up. So your daughter, um, actually, how old was she when you had the wreck?
1: My daughter was two, I think. Yeah, okay. two. I It was right up, I, I was getting ready for the Ronnie Coleman, so okay. she was two, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, and... Did you see a change, like, in her, like, her behavior, her... What's overall
1: crazy about my daughter, in a good way, my daughter really think I'm Superman. This is no joke. Like, she strongly believes that I'm Superman. Yeah. Like, because she's never saw me not be able to do something. So, uh, we were at her. She got knighted as a kid. She got knighted. I remember you was telling you. that. Yeah. And they were backstage trying to, like, help me come up some stairs. And my daughter was like, No. Like he got it, and then once he get up, he's gonna help me up. Like that's what men do. That's it. I love you. Like for the like, like you have to. Like, you don't gotta say nothing else. But she really believed that I'm Superman, and um, she without she freely does this. She compare me to other dads. She'd be telling kids at school like, my, my dad is stronger than your dad. <laughs> my dad got one leg. He's stronger than your dad. <laughs> just like little bit of stuff like that. It really do. Keep, it really do. Like keep me going. Like I was about I'm to say, how did that make say. you feel? Like, like I'm like talk. a champion. Like like
0: there'll be other kids that's just like they don't really know how to process that especially two years old like i still can remember certain things yeah I, mean, I don't remember everything but like things that i probably saw or endured there's like little things you know what I'm saying that
1: she, she, it's, pick up. it's so crazy because she'll just be sitting there and she'll be like oh my dad's about to get this robot leg oh he's going to be robotic <laughs> This i'm talking about she already knows, so like it you know how some people make excuses that I can't, I, I just can't process my brain to be like, oh, well, I can't do this because of that. Like, it's, 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 there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Like, just there's no even, excuse. Yeah. Not not one, not one, you know.
0: Are you looking to get, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Major. How's you know?
0: that looking like? What's the process for that?
1: So the process with that is, for one, nobody ever prepared in their life to lose a leg with insurance. So, um, A lot of people don't realize the price of prosthetics, you know, so and being an athlete, you just can't go get a regular prosthetic because that will be horrible for you and the company. Okay. Okay. because it would have to be replaced over and over and over again. So now in a year you spend like one hundred forty thousand dollars. Not even a year, six months, you spend one hundred forty thousand dollars when therefore on my case, I'm an X3, which is like the highest bracket of prosthetics. So therefore starting out, my first prosthetic is going to be like forty to forty two thousand. Okay. So I have a surfing company who's sponsoring my foot already. So now I'm just putting the rest of the puzzle together, which still comes out to like 36,000. So that's what we're in right now. And then, um, along the road, you know, um, the state of takes it alone, they they announced, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get you the genuine Autobot three if they don't have an Autobot four by then, which is hundred and seventy five thousand dollar leg.
0: Saying that just honestly sounds like some like Transformers type stuff.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. It is. It's Bluetooth, you can tap it to your
0: phone. Say word.
1: I'm talking about you tap it twice, swim, it has a, a whole compressor in it. It's phenomenal. I'm yeah. like, you, people run marathon. Like it's unreal. So
0: I'm 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 ready. That's I'm ready. what's up. I'm ready. I'm ready. You think you probably get back on stage. It
1: you know, when I come back, when I come
0: back. <laughs> when I come back, y'all pressure. hear that?
1: It's pressure. I'm telling y'all, it's pressure. It's straight pressure. But yeah, I will. I will. Yeah. I will. I will. I mean,
0: seeing what everything has transpired thus far between then and now.
1: Yeah. Is yeah. that
0: something that even remotely like?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm definitely, Um, when I when I get a prosthetic, I'm definitely getting back on stage. That's what's up. There's I mean. no offense a buts about it.
0: Cool. Nothing. Guess I know who I'm coaching. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and just, just, and, and, and literally, literally, before she even said that, Beginning of the year on my vision board. I wrote that down. Say
0: word. This is lies. This is. I need to see it. Proof. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I got you. I got you. That's what's up. So, yeah. what's coming up next? Like, what, what else you got going on for you? Uh, coming, coming up, up next you is got a you know, new season, everything like that. So, as, as
1: far as like life or just uh, both? Oh, um, coming up next, just getting more so behind my brand um, as far as like the King Solomon thing, put um, pushing it to the maximum as far as like open up every door and opportunity for it. Uh, I don't want it to just be like an athletic wear and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. I want the brand to be like multicultural in, in, in ways of like fitness, um, motivational speaking slash inspirational speaking. Um,
0: Basically representation of what you do on a regular basis. Yes. Yes.
1: And um, you know, I, I really want to get involved with, you know, um, a lot more involved with kids as far as like kids with cancer and stuff like that. Just just a different life, okay. different lifestyle, you know. Um, Why cancer? Uh, I had a brother that passed away with leukemia. Okay. So, um, you know, getting involved with that and outside appearances as far as like, you know, fitness wise and at the gym and stuff like that, I just plan on just creating more people with a stronger mentality and the unstoppable mentality, being undeniable in every area and actually believing in themselves to the point where they don't have to rely on anyone. But if they were to, it's a different rely, like you rely on them in the form of I know you can strengthen me. Just create more people of that mindset and stuff like that. So, yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, you know it. You know it. You know it. King Solomon. King Solomon. King. The king.
0: The first, third, yeah. second, whatever. You know how I
1: do it. You know how I do
0: it. <laughs> I appreciate you coming through. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. appreciate you sticking through and and really just kind of like chopping it up with me and, you know, just kind of getting to know you a little bit more for my new audience as well. So, I appreciate that. Big shout out or- to Coco,
1: y'all. Big shout out. Big shout out. Big shout, yeah. shout, yeah. shout out. Major shout out. Major shout
0: out. No, but... um. Yeah, we got some work to do, Selah. Oh yeah, I'm, okay. I'm,
1: and I'm with it. I'm with it. Just so y'all, hands down, anything you want, I'm, I'm there for it. Hands down, Facts. hands down. Let's I, go. Hands down.
0: Well, that's another episode of the Muscle Hustle. I'm geeked up, y'all. I appreciate you. What's gonna be
1: the dance? What's gonna be the Muscle Hustle dance? The muscle what's, dance? what's the, what's the oh, end yeah, of the end go of the go show? Uh, yeah, gotta
0: hit them like
1: that. <laughs> uh, all right, we got this. We got this. The muscle, the muscle hustle, the muscle hustle. Yeah, okay. yeah. we got yeah. this. Facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. appreciate
0: yeah. you, man. Yes. Cool.